last time on Join the Party. It's December in LTC, where the snow and presents are bountiful and the normalcy and temperature is zero. Wakani, the Preserver, and Kilanova have scrapped with baddies all through the fall, but they need some refining on their skills since, you know, they blew up a football field and that was kind of bad. Dr. Morrow calls a meeting the next day to regroup and train. In their normal lives, Milo and his friends give nerdy gifts to each other, including a life-size stormtrooper figure from his best friend, Lucas. Val met and flirted with Hitomi, who has incredible fashion and shoe taste, and was cajoled by a second cousin of theirs to go see Aunt Min, the aunt on their mob's father's side, who may or may not got the sight. Aggie brought her youngest sister, the famous actress Quinn, to a home goods store, where Quinn dodged some overzealous fans with her ability to climb up walls. I didn't know she had that. That's wild. Uh, Let's all turn to our quarter three reports and look at the projections for how rad this episode is going to be. Let's get the party started. Dr. Morrow has called a meeting and theoretically a training session the next day. She says, wear something you can move in and you won't get hot. What do you all uh, wear as you go over to Dr. Morrow's? I guess let's call this like it's a noon meeting so you can all go over whenever you'd like. <laughs> it's a noon meeting, so I show up at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. That, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> I think I arrive at 11.55 a.m. wearing some old, like, hiking cargo pants with, like, bike shorts underneath. Because I don't know if she means that I should wear something that I won't get hot in or, like, we are not going to get hot, so dress warm. So I have layers. <laughs> and a, yes. uh, a tank top with then a sweatshirt with cutoff sleeves on top. It's extremely good. I wish I was the kind of person to wear a sweatshirt with cutoff sleeves, and I'm glad Aggie is. It's like, what? You got to keep the core warm. I don't. You're going to buy one of those Patagonia vests. Yeah, the, ve- the vests don't really do anything. It's just markup, and like, I can just do this at home. Listen, on the trail, if you find yourself away, keep the core warm. That's what they tell you. <laughs> you can lose 50% of your extremities, and honestly, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's on Aggie's, like, MySpace page from 98. (laughs) (laughs) Aggie has one of those survivalist handbooks, you know, that were, like, really popular in Urban Outfitters a few years ago, that it's, like, 500 ways to survive danger, and it had, like, Ikea drawings and all that. Aggie has, like, the Mm. original one before all the hipsters found it. Mm. All the illustrations are of Aggie. It's weird. A bunch of post-its correcting what's wrong, and she keeps it in her (laughs) office at the museum in case kids try to yell at her about, like, drinking tree sap or some shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Milo shows up at like 12 13 and he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt because he doesn't like to wear shorts in public (laughs) smart so so he shows up and he asks if there's a place where he could change and he just wears like 
basketball shorts that he wore to gym class in high school because he hasn't played basketball or worked out since. <laughs> and a old, like, commemorative, like, 25th anniversary Star Wars shirt. Oh, I love that. I like the idea that these are, like, and one branded shorts that you got at, like, TJ Maxx in, like, 2011. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're, like, a little too long and a little too short. <laughs> <laughs> They're long in the leg, but somehow it rides up on you still. <laughs> it's so I was going to say a short and leg long in the crotch, which is not going to make it into the episode. Isn't that um, a Janelle Monae song? <laughs> it should be. Val's wearing the same thing they always do. Why is this a question? <laughs> they also show up at, like, 1213. Same time as Milo. Be like, oh, hey. Hey, what up? Aggie's been waiting in excruciating quiet with January. <laughs> Milo does show up um, with a large carrot juice that he got from the juice bar in the hipster area to give to January. Oh, nice. What's the name of that juice bar? It is, um, let's see. Let's just call them Juicems. <laughs> <laughs> or Squeezems? No, worse. Oh, Somehow no. worse. Oh, no, worse. <laughs> I like the idea that it might just be called the juice bar, but people call it juiceums and squeezeums. Yeah, juiceums and squeezeums. That's what I was looking for. There we go. Oh boy, <laughs> juiceums, squeezeums, a Christmas classic. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> all right. At this point, uh, January is waiting for all of you at the door and leads you down to the third floor uh, where the meeting room is, the designated meeting room. This one has like mid-2010 startup energy. Like, lots of glass everywhere, but it's just one room. So you can look into it, and it's, like, a really bespoke and reclaimed wood table and, like, those really, like, extra ergonomic chairs before standing was the new thing. It was like, no, I just need the right chair for my body. <laughs> Everything is see-through except for the chairs and the table. Like, the even the whiteboard is see-through. So, yeah, January leads you downstairs, and Val and Milo, you see Aggie just, like, sitting quietly <laughs> at the table. I'm reading the newspaper. Oh, that's the good. The physical newspaper, like, you know, a person. Mickey circled three particular instances on the Aggie blotter for you. <laughs> Just good. trying to help Mickey, out. Mickey, I'm paying you for the paper, not for your annotated version of the paper. It's all the, honestly, <laughs> I could charge you for it. That's what media companies are doing. I could paywall this, but I'm giving it to you for free. You know, Mickey, I think you'd be really good at that. I really appreciate your perspective and you're a true heart of this town. Listen, if who's going to be able to take care of the bagels if I don't, though? So I can't just go off and start a media company and then sell that media company and then go to Bermuda and live out the rest of my days paddleboarding and doing that stand-up paddleboarding, which has a different name, but I don't have experience paddleboarding, so I don't know the name of the paddleboarding. <laughs> Aggie places a solemn hand on, on her shoulder and then walks out. <laughs> 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 back in the real, back in the present. Uh, January says, uh, so it sounds like a lot of you had the right instincts because Dr. Morrow still needs another 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, so see, just hang out. See? Uh, January, I got, I got this for you. It's a, uh, it's a large carrot juice with ginger and, um, one of those lids with no straws because I know you don't like straws. You know, honestly, I do keep my own metal straws here. Uh, so thank you. I'm glad that you noticed. You're welcome. I know you care about the environment a lot. I do. Uh, also, now you have, I assume that there is also the joy of seeing me hold a 32-ounce plastic cup of orange liquid. So I guess you can just enjoy that. 
It is no, pretty that enjoyable. wasn't my intention. No, I know I all. look adorable, though it's fine. It is very <laughs> cute. I don't know. Listen, uh, becoming an awakened animal has made me very self-aware. So don't like, <laughs> li- again, let's just not be weird. Let's just keep it all out of the open. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take a photo and use it as my my cell phone background January? Is that is that cool? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not being weird. January uh, hops into a chair and like holds on to the juice like with both his top paws and his bottom paws and like he's drinking from it (laughs) he's drinking from his metal straw as well so it's very adorable milo takes a photo and it is his background for life listen if you just download lightroom you can really boost the contrast and it really brings out my fur oh i love it yeah i'll do that right now aggie places on the table a tiny deep purple knit bow tie oh thank oh my god thank you I assume, sorry, I shouldn't assume this is for me. Yeah, it's, it's for you. You don't need to make it weird or anything, but I, I, I knit. No, that's, no, it's cool. I actually don't have any knit. Like this color, usually the ones that you can buy that are you for like very fancy Cape Cod children. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the, the colors are just in black or white. So this is having color is really helpful. We're like forest green. Like the only knit tie you can possibly own is forest green. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not a Kennedy living on Hyannis Point. Like I'm a real adult. Rabbit, who needs not childish clothes? You almost said bunny, but you're like, no, no, that's too derivative. No, I'm an adult rabbit. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Val just goes, oh, are we doing gifts now? Like the holiday gift thing? Yeah, uh, Val, what do you have? Val just like pulls out of their leather jacket. Like uh, one is an envelope and the other is like a small box. It's not like ring size. It's like if you were getting a piece of jewelry that was like, a larger piece, like a necklace or something like that, and hands the envelope to Aggie first. Oh, I, um, I'm still working on... It is on... okay. You don't have to give me a gift right now. It is all right. You also just, like, Thank don't have you. to give me a gift in general. It's okay. Uh, that's that's very thoughtful. Should I open it now, or I never yes, know Yes, you can open it now. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I open it. It is a gift card to a place that does goat yoga. Aggie's eyes fill with tears. <laughs> no, what is that exactly? Is that goats doing yoga? Is that doing yoga alongside goats? It is doing yoga alongside goats, and because goats like to be in high places, when you do certain poses, they like just jump be on in you. The highest place. Aggie just says through tears. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like I'm glad you like it. I'm very Thank happy. You so much. And then hands the small box to Milo. Oh, I um. I see what happened is I uh, again I ordered you do not yours. have to give me gifts. It no, no, no. Okay. I, I got you one. I got you a really great one. I ordered it and it was. Uh, it turns out it was back ordered, so it's taking a while to get here. But I did get you a good, really great gift. Okay. And I open the package. Inside is a cast of the George Clooney Batman suit nipple. Yes. <laughs> And Val goes, well, see, okay, my mom knows the guy who made the suit for this movie, and it seemed like you would be, like, super into that, so she had the guy give her a copy of the cast. (laughs) And for out of character, I wrote these down on May 28th at 3.04 in the morning. (laughs) Julia, you are incredible and the best gift giver, both in and out of character, I have ever met. (laughs) Thank you. Writing down George Clooney's nipple. Which I did. I wrote that before episode nine, where you said you put on the George Clooney Batman mask, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> Incredible. So that was just serendipity. Yeah, just Incredible. serendipity. There it is. More like serendipity. Oh, mm. nice. Nailed mm. it. Nice, 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 nice. 
Milo's like, oh my god, now I have, I, I can wear my mask and have one Batman nipple. This is great. Thank you so much. I figure you could probably build it out if you really want to, but also I don't want to encourage you to make a full Batman costume. Oh, no, I Just would never do that. Of course not. Why would I ever do that? Dr. Nope. Mario, are you here? Give time. <laughs> Thank you, Val. Thank you, Val. At this point, Dez ambles over. You can see Dez walking from, like, the other side of the house, too. Just from all the the fact that everything is see-through. And holds the door open for Dr. Morrow, who's wearing exactly the same thing as you saw her last white lab coat pushed up. But this time her hair is a little bit less askew. uh, And maybe it's up. Oh, great. All right, well, uh, I'm glad that we'll get this meeting started. Uh, thank you all for waiting for me. This is just something you probably need to get used to. Um, so when I say 12, do show up at 12, but also I will be here at 1225. All right, so we will show up at 1225. You could just assume that I'm always there at 12. You got here You got here same time as me, my dude. Shh, Val, this is our out. <laughs> like I said, everyone should be there at, tw- at least 1205, and then I'll show up at 1220. Exactly, we always are. Uh, okay, alright, let's get, uh, this started, so, uh, let's, yeah, let's all take a seat. Um, Dr. Morrow pulls up a chair, Dez goes to, like, the back of the room and pulls a chair over to the corner and takes out, like, a very big, uh, yellow notepad and, like, a chewed-on pencil. <laughs> hey, Dez! I, I didn't say hi yet. Hey, Dez. Oh, hey, hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Uh, Val... Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, all right. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's pull some trees early. Let's get, let's get working. <laughs> all right, so the way this is working, I did send you all an agenda for this meeting. This is Delta Stratagem meeting number five. So let's assume that you've had four more of these meetings before over the last few months. Uh, January is going to lead the meeting. Uh, January has a MacBook Pro that they're working that they're working from. Now, Eric, important question: Did Dr. Morrow retrofit the MacBook Pro where instead of an apple on the front cover, it's a carrot? Honestly, though, you can just buy that shit on Etsy, man. <laughs> Valid. All right. Uh, good morning. It's really uh, it's nice to see all of you. I know we've had a lot of progress over the last few months, and uh, I'm really excited uh, to be able to talk about all this stuff. So let's start with good morning. Uh, let's just whip around the table, and we'll talk about something uh, interesting or funny that happened to you this morning. Uh, I look really cute holding a, a carrot juice, and, uh, wow, it already has 150 likes on my Instagram, so pretty sick. <laughs> January has his own Instagram? Oh my god. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> Did you like the ginger this time? I tried, or what, do you prefer like the spice from last time? Oh no, yeah, ginger is good, listen, with the carrot juice. Because, you know, when something gets juiced, it's just like kind of sweet, because you need the ginger to balance it out, so the carrot ginger is best, so this is good. Perfect. Love it. That's true. I'm glad that you've moved from getting me beet juice to carrot juice, and then carrot orange juice, which is trash, and now it's just carrot <laughs> ginger Valid. juice. So thank you, Milo. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's just go around the room. Uh, Milo, what do you got? How? What happened to you this morning? Anything fun? Uh, well, I got up, um, and you know, I got dressed and stuff, and I went on the. Um, I got. I took the SkyTram here, and um, <laughs> you know, there's this like, like really weird person on on the SkyTram that was just like, you know, like, like hanging out, and like, like Tune and I were like, <laughs> like what? You know, it was weird. <laughs> What? 
great. What? Nice. Great. Okay. Yeah, right, let's, let's keep you it. Have people on this is not just you know. an introductory thing. Just choose one thing. Let's just keep whipping around. All right, Val. <laughs> Uh, I, I walked some dogs this morning, um, and a couple of them got into a tussle, but then they made up, <gasps> and it was very sweet. Oh, good. Thank God. That's good. Uh, Aggie, what uh, what happened to you? Uh, yeah, my, my cat, Sushi, is not allowed in the bed, but uh, this morning when I went to the bathroom and came back, uh, she had tucked herself in um, to the bed, and it was too cute, so I did not stop her. It's more of a confession. Is, but do you, ha- do you have a photo? That was adorable. I do. And I oh, showed yes. the photo. Is this the kind of thing people put on Instagram? Yes. I think, yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. I might have to make one to follow January. If, if that's okay with you. <laughs> I don't know what the protocol is. I have to ask permission, but I, I would like that very much. No, you don't. You can just do it. No, that sounds great. Okay. You could probably just make an Instagram for your cat. That would be extremely cute as well. If you did an Instagram where it was just your cat in bed, like tucked in every time, that would do very well. She does not need more excuses to think she is the head of our household. <laughs> no, just quick Are you concerned that fame would go to her head? Yes, <laughs> extremely. So, uh, sushi rolled is a good work. Huh. Sushi rolled. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, on the other hand, it is a play on the... Mm, I'm going to have to think about this one. Um, this morning, they gave me a donut with my coffee that I wasn't expecting, and that was pretty cool. What kind of donut does... Oh, uh, you know, it was like cream filled. Fucking tight. It was tight. Nice. Nice. I discovered the relationship between electrons. <laughs> it was a new one. Didn't know. Whoa. That's yeah, a... pretty. Just wanted to, I, I guess I can't really get into it, <laughs> but I hope, I hope you, your, your enthusiasm is still good. They don't just like ping around in there against each other. <laughs> You know, you'd think they were like ping pong balls, but really they're more like uh, koosh balls, you know, that uh, Rosie O'Donnell on her talk show would throw around. They kind of land with a soft thud and not just like ping off. It's, it's, uh, I'm calling it the koosh theorem. I don't think I've ever done a single productive thing before like 3 p.m. That's very impressive. You have a job, like a regular job. Have you seen me at my job, Val? No, because why would I go to a science museum? (laughs) (laughs) Milo, I can help you with this. I'm very much a morning person. I would love to help you. Do you have like a limitless pill or something that I could? Have is such a uh, a strange (laughs) word. Let's let's move on. Okay, uh, January, what do we have first on the docket? Okay, so the first thing uh, I had was under recent Donnie Brooks. Uh, just list scraps, general uh, fights that you have all came into. I think it's worth kind of reviewing and figuring out how you did and, and if there's any follow-up here. So, uh, Dr. Morrow, why do you take it away? Uh, yeah, so l- let's do some follow-up here. Uh, we have the Samaye, which has happened recently. How did, how did all that go for you three? Pretty good, though I think we need like to give money to SUNY Lake Town City because Aggie did kind of blow up their football stadium. It um it was a necessary casualty. I mean, it if we'd gotten there five minutes later, there would have exploded a building. People would have been killed. It was a little too close for comfort, in my opinion. Oh, and I'm not doubting the the choice that was made there. I'm just saying, like, we did do kind of structural damage to the campus, and I think that maybe the town could help them out a little bit. Oh, no, totally. It's more... This is kind of further down the agenda, but I... That one was a little close for me, and um, I, I'm wondering if there's any kind of—I uh, don't want to get ahead of myself. Sorry, January. I just—I'll—I'll well, I'll talk about it later. 
Well, I to to that point, I did hear from the the chancellor of the SUNY system, and they were not happy that their football stadium had a big old hole in it, and they did ask for funds to repair it, which is fine. And I said, but they, you know, it was a little heated. The the football players all did kind of a sit-in in the cafeteria to protest that. So. They, yeah, they weren't ha- they weren't happy. Uh, How do we true. know they weren't just like eating lunch? Like, what's well, the difference between a sit in and like lunch? Well, they said, "What do we want? A full field? When do we want it now?" <laughs> and they weren't eating lunch. <laughs> I think that oh, was okay. the way to tell the difference. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, but I listen. I'm glad it was taken care of. It seems that uh, valued. You got some punches in. Uh, you know, villains will put you in that type of situation, and we. It's just, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. I understand, but I think that from the outside, people do see it like this, and it is something that we need to start keeping in mind, but well, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, next, we have the Emperor. Uh, Jan- <laughs> January speaks up and says, I have notes from you. Uh, Val said, hey, fuck this guy. And yeah, then Val also yeah. said, remember when Milo reanimated a bunch of Thanksgiving turkeys to fight this yeah, guy? Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> Yeah, that was really good. I liked that one a lot. That, that was sucked fun. so bad. I still have dreams about that, and they're not pleasant. <laughs> Brandon, can you please roll a stealth check, uh, and I'll give you plus three, to see how well the secret government covered up this entire situation? <laughs> well, I did roll a five, plus three is an eight. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. So, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Morrow says, yo, Milo. It's funny that you said that was great, because you know what wasn't great is the deep government conspiracy that the turkey people are now coming to attack Lake Town City that is all over Reddit, and some state representatives are now looking into. It's actually not super great. I mean, look. Was I supposed to, like, not animate the turkeys when I had the chance to? Yes! Yes! Okay, note taken. Note taken. We'll have to open like a zoo of animals Milo created at this point if it goes Ooh, any that's further. Fun. No, it is not. No, no it's not. No, it's not. Milo, you oh. seem to have the wrong impression of what the right thing to do here is. Being cool and good superhero is good. Creating more fodder for conspiracy theorists is bad. Bad. Okay. Very bad. Writing it down. Please write it down. Uh, luckily, the Office of Technology Assessment is working on it. And we're, and we're pushing down on it, but it, it, this wasn't so disappeared as we thought it was. Okay. Um, we'll, that, we'll look into that. Um, the Emperor is still, of, of course, at large. Um, we've checked all of the uh, all of the colleges and universities in the Northeast that has an Asian studies department, which is mostly populated by white people. We're still <laughs> not on his tail. We'll find him soon enough. Uh, Crime Jam seems to be taken care of. Uh, I think that they're off. Uh, former Vice President Al Gore is still happy happy with this and said very nice things about you, Aggie. So that's still, that seems to be okay. Um, I just have the man with the tablet Val punched at the ice rink. I do not remember his name, but he is firmly in jail. So that's fine. Good job. It was like Professor Magnetism or something like that. Something I don't know. Like it was sound really nerdy. 
Yeah, he's just he's booked. So that that's taking that's taken care of. Um, the last two are, are I do have some updates on ne- the nephews seem to be dispersed uh, ever since that their supply lines have been kind of cut off. What we we did understand, and after having Ma in uh, talking to Ma, and before her. Uh, mech suit shut down and blocking all of us out, we were able to figure out and confirm the existence of some sort of group called the People's River. It seems like they were the ones supplying technology to the nephews, so all of those things, you know, with with the fins and the chrome, that was from the People's River. We don't know much more than that, you know, because she did shut down and she's kind of in a walk-in freezer of her own demise, but hopefully uh, maybe she'll she'll open back up and we're getting her the medical attention she needs so she doesn't need to just be in the frozen mech. Mm. So keep a, keep an ear out about the People's River if you hear anything about that or or some, I don't know, they seem to be like really scary hippies, so keep an eye out for that, like a, sca- like a hippie holding a laser gun. Just look out for that. All hippies are scary. Well, as the boomers always say, there's nothing scarier than a hippie. So. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is scarier than someone with flowers in their hair and a laser gun in their hands. Mm, <laughs> truly. It's really uh, the dichotomy it's of the, it. <laughs> so the, the last thing here I have is Gutenberg. Again, I still have a question mark here. Uh, so again, just keep your keep your eyes out. Um I still have the box. It's still the box is still creating the bombs and exploding into pixels. I've tried to analyze them. They seem to be eighteen and sixteen bit pixels. It, it's very strange. It's something. It's like if you take a Super Nintendo and you put it in the real in real life. It, it's very strange. Hmm. Um, I guess what I'm worried about is Gutenberg, and we still don't know anything about him, or other than the fact that he hates me and all the stuff that I do is. Um, you know, he, he seemed to be watching me. Did, were you, have you felt like you're being watched or anything like that? I, uh, I did. I don't know if this is really relevant, but I, um, my, my sister is really famous. I mean, several of them are, but my sister Quinn is, is like an actor. And we were in, um, the house warehouse the other day, getting her a dishwasher, how she buys in a condo with no appliances. We'll talk about another time. Um, but was it the, uh, the house warehouse? In the hipster one, or was it the one like in the suburbs out in Weston? Because the Weston one is choice. Oh, definitely the Weston one. Yeah, got to do the Weston one. Um, and I, I did, I did feel that. I felt that um that I was being watched, and it it was uh I don't like feelings. This was a real one. Um, and there ended up being <laughs> a bunch of uh people who recognized Quinn. I don't know how they got there. If someone called them, or if they were really threatening us, but separately there was definitely some kind of surveillance that I was under someone following me in some capacity. I, I shook them eventually, but I, I didn't expect that. And I, I will next time. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I um, don't like that. Yeah. It's quit. Uh, you know, maybe you should, why don't you bring Quinn by in the, in our, uh, when we have our next meeting? Um, I think that, that might be for the best. We can ask her, see if there's anything that she sees. She might be able to distinguish bad people from good people. If she is a celebrity, it's kind of like, innate in her can she uh can she do anything uh yeah she she gets herself and uh and then aggie has like a dumb smile on her face sticky situations um sorry that's not really helpful for you yes she she has sort of goo powers and can stick to walls (laughs) oh so she can shoot goo out of her her face her chest uh no it's it's um palms it's sort of a a spider-man situation um but less um less uh, stringy. It's more like a 
nest and less of a web. She can explain it better. Okay, so your sibling is Spider-Man? That's pretty cool. No, no, she is just an actor. Oh, okay. So, I mean, maybe she'll play Spider-Man at some point. They're doing lots of, you know, uh, outside of traditional gender castings, which I think is uh, great. Yeah, but, that'd um, be cool. Yeah, no, not not yet. Oh, okay. Um, she sounds interesting. Maybe we can see if she's more of a climber and less of a flubber and go from there. Uh, I also want you to know, I find flubber to be offensive to scientists. Just, <laughs> just a thing exactly. I wanted to share. That's important. But um, she she's filming soon. But I'll she's still in town right now for the holidays. So I'll um I'll see if she's available. Great, great. Okay. Are we just um, gonna be like, hey, come to the mayor's house uh, for our superhero squad meeting? Just just um, to clarify what pretense I am going to have to come into that meeting with. Oh no, sure. I um I think she'd be pretty flattered if if Mayor Dr. Mara wanted to meet her, and also she just really likes houses and being places she shouldn't be. Um, so I think <laughs> I being understand able to that feeling. Visit this house would be reason enough. All right. Good. Good. Okay. It's uh, worth. Sorry, I don't. I don't know if I've said this before, but I mean, all of my siblings, to one extent or another, can. You know, uh, they're one of us. So when that article came out uh, a while ago, that's why I was so freaked out. Um because it's not wrong. Wait, how many siblings do you have? I'm oldest of seven. Seven? That's so many. Oh. That is uh, so what are, many. What are their names? Do we know any of them? Yeah, well, there, there's I Danny, Cassie, Regan, Ryan, Kelly, Quinn. Um, Danny, Danny is a painter. Um, Cassie is, uh, she's like very famous on the Instagram. That's why I haven't really been on it yet. I don't want to see any of her goings on. Um, she lives mostly in, in Berlin, sometimes in Canada. It, it's complicated. Uh, Regan, it, she's a musician, Regan O'Hare. Um, and, and oh, Ryan. yeah, I have heard of Regan. Yeah, and um, she had a collab with Casey Musgraves recently. It was really good. Yeah, um, and uh, and and Ryan is a, a swimmer and a snowboarder. Um, you probably he has some kind of endorsement deal with with G Fuel, the the sports drink. Um, oh, oh, like yeah, the Gatorade. He, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he uh, he really shreds. Oh, on the oh, waves or the yeah. slopes. Oh, both. Yeah, he agrees. Um, <laughs> Kelly is a model. She's on those the the conditioner. At the CVS, um, and but she—I mean, she does other kind of modeling, but that's why that's why people know her uh, mostly. And then, yeah, uh, Quinn, um, she just did a, a stint on Broadway, but mostly the the, the movies and such. Um, and uh, yeah, all of them have powers that none of them are subtle about. I feel like when Quinn was on RuPaul's Drag Race, it's like Quinn O'Hare, you really hopped into my life. And then she's like, oh, Rue, yeah, you can show me the carrot or the stick. And then everyone, la- and then everyone laughed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Actually, that does take us really uh, nicely into our next section, kind of building off of everything we just said. Um, let's talk about public opinion. Again, a part of this whole superhero thing is we do need to think about how other people see us when we're in our costumes. Um, so I guess the first thing, let's start with the average bear follow-up. Aggie, did you have you followed talk to Tegan? I guess have you have there been any sort of uh, follow up from that? Did you have you seen anything change? Um, yeah, they've asked me for comment on a bunch of articles about Lake Town City, uh, none of which were about uh, powers, but I just did not read them. I mean, I read them a lot, but I didn't. I didn't respond. So uh, no. Did you have like a thing for this person or am I misremembering another person with a teal jacket? 
should we talk about Hitomi Val or are we bring up someone now? <laughs> yeah, no, I, how are things going? I really hope you guys succeed. I... Really, really good. We She showed me a lot of anime. I like the Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm kind of a Sasuke when you think about it. I don't know um, if I'm a Sasuke, okay? <laughs> Milo squeals a little bit in, in happiness for both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Also, Aggie, you and a few of your different siblings have gotten contacted about different outlets that have tried to run with this superhero story. You know, kind of like in November and in early December, there was kind of a, there was now interest, especially in your particular family. Ryan has taken all of the interviews and said equally dumb quotes every single time. But uh, <laughs> Quinn, Quinn has kind of locked everyone down and uh, Danny uh, painted like a canvas that was all black, except for like a little white paint that just says no with a period. It says a photo of that to just every every that's reporter. Very good. So that's can been published a like that? a bunch of times. Yeah, it's it's hanging in my bathroom. I can get a, a high res copy for you. So it's it has been consistent. I think people are are kind of looking into the O'Hares. As we've talked about about how your parents continue to travel on holiday. They sent like an email to everybody and was like, hey, we're going to India. We're going to be on an ashram. No service for four weeks. Sorry. So they're just like not able to be contacted at all. Yeah, no, classic. It, I will- it hurts deep inside, even though I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Dr. Morrow uh, pipes up and says, I did try to reach out to the Lake Town City offices of Average Bear to kind of do some some supporting research. They did not care about me. But Aggie, if you do want to go in there and do like a video of something, maybe we can try to work it out and finesse it. Maybe if you want to go in as a superhero, we could we could figure that out. But we we will need to give them like every action has an opposite and equal reaction. Do you know what I'm saying? So why would I put more actions into stoking the fire of people's interest? I am fine with them knowing about the preserver, but they cannot know anything about my family. No, that's what I meant. You can do it either as Aggie or as the preserver. That's what I'm saying. What would the upside be? They stop talking about the O'Hares and start talking about the preserver and Volcani and uh, Kilanova. I'm just, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you you have to do this. I'm saying it's an option for us to consider if we want them to stop looking into the O'Hares. I mean, if I were to reach out to Tegan and say that they could write whatever they wanted about the Preserver as long as they never mention the O'Hares again, would that help? Would that hurt? I have no idea. Well, you can do it directly with Tegan if you're able to make that lie stick and be like, oh, I, my friend, the preserver, if you'd be able to get that to work. I'm just saying well, you can do it with somebody else at Average Bear. There are a lot of different options. I just want you to think about it. Yeah, I was going to suggest if you want to go with the Average Bear article, you don't have to do it. Either me or Milo could just be superheroes, you know? We already are. I don't know if you want Milo doing it, actually. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> could we, like, leak them some, like, photos or, like, grainy footage of like stuff that's like exclusive to them maybe that changed the story that way i think it would be a good idea for them to write about us as a unit and i i mean they're a really good writer i just yeah i was reading all of their other column okay um i cute i think that i should just be honest about what though i know it's i know it's high risk but if i were to say who i am then they wouldn't they're going to find out, you know, and if I just say it and they're 
a journalist and and true about their ethics, then they can't reveal me, right? No, no, sorry. They they do write for a website. I this is not the New York but Times. If, if they are the beat reporter for our group, then why would they go back on their word? You're also putting them at a risk if if anyone who wants to get to us might go through them, you know. I think um what you're trying to do is seems like the right thing to do for you, but like, there's a reason why we you put on the mask. Like you just lean into that. Also, uh, don't yeah, don't do that. You you don't have to you don't have to throw yourself in front of that that truck. It's just not worth it. Okay, I will take romantic advice from you, Des. I will. <laughs> Now, I know Eric goes hard for heirloom tomato season, but to me, the beginning of September is all about fall flowers. It sounds extremely minor, but when I see mums planted in flower boxes and kind of autumnal and orange and yellow and red flowers and leaves and decorations start to go up in my neighborhood, I know that it is peak Amanda weather. You get to wear sweaters, you get to wear leggings, you get to put on high boots and feel like you're about to jump on a horse at any minute. It is a fantastic time of year, and I will take any excuse I can to be a little bit more excited about my day. This is the mid-roll. It's time to break out your scarves. Thank you so much to the newest members of our Patreon family, Emily, Tom, Jamie, Cameron, May, Mackenzie, Heiss, and Addie. You make it possible for this to be our jobs, and in thanks for your support, we have some very special bonus stuff planned for our patrons over the next few weeks. I can't tell you more right now, but trust me, it is going to be fabulous. If you're able to chip in, we want you to be a part of our community too. Today is a great day to join for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash join the party pod. You will get the aforementioned surprise bonus content. You will get access to our thriving join the party discord chat forum. You will get bonus content from not just campaign two, but also all of campaign one and so much more at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Speaking of our family, our community, Multitude is so excited to welcome a new member show to our collective. Exolore, by the fabulous astrophysicist and folklorist Moya McTeer, explores fictional worlds by building them with a panel of expert guests, interviewing professional world builders, and reviewing the merits of worlds that have already been built. You will learn and laugh and gain an even greater appreciation for how special our planet really is. If you've ever wondered what life would be like on a planet different from our own, or how writers create your favorite fictional worlds, Exolore is the show for you. To subscribe to ExoLore, search for Multitude in your podcast player or go to exolorepod.com, exolorepod.com to subscribe. Plus, in Multitude News, season two of our nonprofit mystery solving game show, Meddling Adults, launches this week. So there's even more Multitude content out there for you to enjoy. So search for Multitude in your podcast player to subscribe to ExoLore, Meddling Adults, and all of the other great shows we have to offer. We are sponsored this week by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. Just this week, they added options to customize fur for characters that have fur, uh, high heels, and more scientist accessories. Dr. Mara would be so proud that you now have a selection of beakers to hold. 
We love our minis and we know you're going to love yours as well. So visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new stuff is added every dang week. That is HeroForge.com. Finally, we are sponsored by HelloFresh. This meal kit is a great, flexible way to save time and money while eating a variety of meals and reducing your food waste. They have vegetarian and family-friendly options. They're super flexible, so you can add extra lunch meals or even skip a week. And they feature 22 or more recipes every week that are all ready in 30 minutes or less. I love how their pre-portioned ingredients cut down on dishes, so I'm not weighing or measuring stuff when I just want to make my meal and eat in 30 minutes or under. Recently, I made a salmon dish with a glaze so good that I kept the recipe card on my fridge so I could repeat it for myself on my own in the future. Go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY80 and use the code JoinThePARTY80 to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. One more time, that's HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY80 and use the code JoinThePARTY80 to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. And now back to the show. I wanted to kind of fill in the fame component here that we talked about a little while ago. Um, and I want to kind of fill in some stuff that maybe that happened over the last few months uh, to see how you're all doing here. So uh, we did talk about the fame modifier a little bit, but I did actually lay this out. And I think that this fame modifier is going to be uh, plus or minus, depending on how you were doing during your general entanglements and how much people like you because of the things that have happened during this campaign. I think it's kind of running. Uh, I'll keep track of it. And uh, there will be modifiers for your performance roles that you'll do because it's how other people see you as a superhero. Cool. Love it. I also have a bunch of questions here. So this is a little bit powered by the apocalypse. Like there are failures, there are mixed successes, there are successes and great successes here. Um, and I'll have a bunch of questions here and you can kind of tell me what situation happened here. So right now your fame modifier, Aggie has a zero because uh, both of your uh, your entanglement with Crime Jam was kind of a push. And so was the scrap with the football people were kind of a push. Val has plus one because of how handily you crushed the guy with the tablet and you were the one doing the most damage during the Samaye fight, and Milo, because of the stealth role of the government, and they didn't do that well covering it up, I did give you negative one. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go around the table as January says, okay, but let's do a quick audit about, I guess, how Lake Town City is seeing all of you. So does anyone want to go first? Uh, let's just get the bad news out of the way first, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Brandon, I want you to make a performance roll and then minus one. Uh, three minus one for two. Ooh, oh, buddy. Okay, so I have a few different prompts that I want you to follow through on that could have happened okay. over the last month or so. It either is related to something that did happen on Mike already or not. Cool. So the questions I have for you are, what did you ruin for the public that was actually for the greater good? What fight did you back away from even though it was the right move? What neighborhood did you piss off? Why and how? What wow. powerful person did you annoy? Why and how? Or just generally, what did you mess up? And do I answer all of them or just one? No, just pick one. Uh, so what neighborhood did I piss off and why and how? I think Milo probably would have pissed off Thornhill because he's a <laughs> diehard company townman. 
And so, you know, he probably would have made some offhand comment to like a news reporter or like maybe he said it uh, like a jape to Aggie or Val while they were on the scene and a news reporter caught it on camera. Or on I, audio or something. I love the idea that this was like after or something you were cleaning up. Maybe you were just like stopping some bank robbers or something. And there's like a reporter ran up to you and was like, uh, Applejack Simmons, seven and a half news, uh, Killanova. Uh, you've, you've done so much good here in the city. Uh, what is your favorite place? Where is your favorite place to be? Uh, in Lake Town, in Lake Town City. Uh, um, uh, I really like, uh, I really like Astros a lot. They, um, they uh they they got a really good drink special um but like you know like the good astros not like not, not like the one in thornhill like the real astros you know <laughs> amazing i love that yeah and then immediately there's like a flurry of like wish astros is best is like the meme in the city for a week and there's like <laughs> rankings and stuff uh and the the thornhill astros it was like listen if a villain came into Astros and blew up all of our drinks and bowling balls, we still don't want Killanova coming here and saving us. <laughs> Damn. There must be a black hole in his heart. Got him. <laughs> Snap. Amazing. So January then says, uh, Milo, we do need you to apologize to the Thornhill Astros. We know you love Astros, but each one is independently owned. It's kind of like a franchise situation. So, like, they, we can't just, like, talk to Astros corporate. You do need to go there and, and figure it out. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Milo, we really need you to do this, please. Do I do, like, a photo off with, like, a bowling ball, like, drinking a bowling ball, like, a thumbs up? or like? Yeah, what's the... listen, these are the things you do anyway. Just do it at the hipster one. And, you know, okay. in costume. Don't just go by yourself, because that's not going to do anything. True. Yeah. Okay. And tip really well. At least 30%. Like 50%. Can I borrow some cash, then? Yes. You could take it, you could take it from the apology jar. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay, so, Julia, you have a plus one, and then do your performance. Is it plus one to what my modifier for my performance is already? Yes, this is your fame modifier. Okay. So it would be plus three. Um, importantly, I forgot to take into account my performance modifier as well. So I did get a one and not a two. Oh, boy. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Uh, it's a 13 plus three. Hell yeah. 16. That is a success. Boom, boom. So I have some questions for you, Val. What's up? Uh, what did you do to succeed at Universal Appeal? What did you fix that everyone was annoyed that wasn't fixed? Who did you defeat, either literally or metaphorically or on the internet, uh, that made a splash on the internet? To which established hero or celebrity are people comparing you to favorably? Or which internet influencer captured a sick move of yours and is a fervent fan? So I'm going to go with which internet influencer captured your sick move and is now a big fan. And I think it's... It's not even like someone super important, but it's like a really popular Tumblr page. <laughs> and so now there's a bunch of like spin-off Tumblrs about like F yeah, Volcani and Volcani oh, fan yeah. page and stuff like that. There's a lot of grainy, grainy gifs of me just like fighting bad guys. I think Cassie has probably done a Volcani tattoo by now on somebody. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Let me see it. I like that. I love that Tumblr is reviving in Lake Town City just for Val now. Yeah. 
for sure. What was the big tumbler or big influencer? It can be over all. Like, who is that person that really kicked it off? Ooh, I want to say it's like. It's a Tumblr user, which is ironic because Val had never heard of them before this, but it's uh, Golden's Knight mm. is their Tumblr username, and they run a bunch of, like, vigilante uh, heroes across the United States Tumblr that, like, has a very niche following. I like that. I also think that if it's a Tumblr, it also got, like, aggregated on Twitter and Instagram and oh, Reddit. Course. So now it's like you're everywhere just from this one Because that's how the internet works. I love that. Lots of people are bringing back the leather jacket and push-up sleeves. It's all happening. Yep. All right, Aggie, let's see it. So you have just a zero and then plus your performance. Which is also zero. Five. Oh, Ooh, boy, Jesus. gang. Oh, boy, gang. Oh, no. Oh, boy. All right, so you're going to have that you have the same fails. What did you ruin for the public that was actually for the greater good? What fight did you back away from even though it was the right move? What neighborhood did you piss off? Why and how? What powerful person did you annoy? Why and how? And just generally, what did you mess up? You can make up something new or this can be related to Crime Jam or the Samaye thing. Mm. Okay. So I definitely annoyed a powerful person. And I think that the fathers of one of the like starters on the football team whose stadium was blown up is also a like city council person and has been a voice for dissent about vigilantism in the city council. Ooh, I like that. You want to name this person? Julia, can I delegate you to name this person? Rich Burdock. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I like How Rich Burdock. How are you so good at this, Julia? Richard, I don't know. Rich that Burdock. one just popped into my head. I'm like, that feels right. The starting quarterback is Rick Burdock, but he's Richard Burdock Jr., but everyone just calls him Rick. And Councilman Burdock is like, when you get your Heisman, it's going to say Richard Burdock Jr. I don't care what you say. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Councilman Burdock is definitely coming down hard on it. It does seem like they're coming down hard on you, particularly, and uh, this group, and uh, the Night of Mirrors. I do think that there is a kind of like right way to act sort of thing that's happening with the upcountry Uh, Avengers. It's very just like, if people could just act like Emily Slaughter and connect with everything that's already happening in Lake Town City, we wouldn't have this vigilante problem. It would be a powered superhero force, which is better and more attuned to what we already understand in this city. Um, At one point during one of the city council meetings, Milo shows up in ghost form and just boos this guy from the back. (laughs) (laughs) Can Can someone please close the window? It seems the window is open and people are booing me. This is a court of order and I do not I do not appreciate people booing me in my place of occupations. <laughs> so now let's go back to the, the meeting. January says, yeah, um, Milo, Aggie, I don't know how you managed to get people mad at you, but I guess we just need to take some steps to get people less mad at you, especially a city council person is not the person to have on your side, especially if they see you Aggie out of costume nearly every single meeting. Yeah, it's really awkward for me. We <laughs> used to at least be able to like pass each other a stapler or a piece of paper, and now I can't barely do that without sweating so much I drop the pen, okay? <laughs> well, maybe if we get them on their side, if we get some some better press, to, I don't know, do what do whatever Val's doing. Eat more pizza, swear. I, I'm not really sure. Just follow Val's lead. I would like everyone just one second to take a pause in the meeting and give me your best fuck word. <laughs> Let's all try it. Because clearly it's working for me. 
Piss. <laughs> okay. Milo? Uh, uh, jerk face. Nope. Try again. Uh, Fuck! Excellent. Thank you, January. See, January knows how to do it. If the adorable rabbit can do it, you can do it. I'll, I'll we'll work, work on, on it. it. I just need you to, to show me you're trying. Okay. Dez says, uh, motherfuck. Beautiful, Dez. Thank you for that. One. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Morrow says, let's stop swearing. Like, we can move on. I don't think the swearing is what people like about Val. I think right. it might be more of, you just need it. Well, let's be confident in what we do and also stay rational. Let's not do things that could create more of a problem. Let's just keep keep moving forward. And let's all be I nice. I have an idea. Sure. Yes, Milo. Could we get the council person to come to uh, Val's Pizza Restaurant and then and somehow show them eating a pizza with a knife and fork and a smear campaign? Let, I will 100% work on that. More people <laughs> eat with a knife and fork in Lake Town City than I can abide by. But let's yes. focus on us first before setting up other people, okay? Okay, 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 okay so, okay. I mean, next time I am trying to get rid of a live bomb in a densely populated campus, what do you suggest that I do? Can we, for example, make a, I don't know, neutralizing box that I could dump it in? Yeah, no, that's a great idea. I, we'll, we'll do it. We're still working on this. I haven't, I haven't had time. Des and I haven't had time to put all this stuff together necessarily. So, so this is this will be a good time to do it. Yes, a neutralizing box. Well, I'll get on that. Um, I guess Aggie, do you have choices about where to throw the bomb? It was either that or a forest where I had very poor visibility, and I know students go to kiss and other things. Yeah. <laughs> It's no, it's a tough, it's a tough choice. It's, listen, I, I'm not saying that anyone, what anyone's doing is wrong, except for Milo, don't have turkeys run around that. That was actually oh, a bad on. choice. No, no, I think we've established up. that was a bad choice. Uh. But it, it's more about having how other people see you. We'll, we'll get some initiatives going. We'll get you some better buzz. Um, but just something to consider uh, to make people, to make people like you. Because goddamn Emily, let go to the next one. Goddamn Emily Slaughter is sweeping up all of the goodwill that I thought that we would all be able to do, and I hate it. I'll fight him. Do you want to fight him? Let's we fight him. Hate her too. Superhero fight. Hell yes, I'm here yes. for it. No, I do not think superhero fight again. We're just giving people <laughs> more fodder <laughs> to say bad things about everybody. That would be bad. I feel kind of bad about what do they say? Ghosting her. So maybe I could have coffee with her or something. Or Milo, do you have any nerd shit that she wants to buy on eBay? Uh, what did she buy? She bought she bought the science key last time. So let me um I'll look at her history and Dr. Morrow, you might have some like interesting, you know, benign artifacts that we could Oh yeah. You know, bribe her with. Yeah, I have a whole closet of benign weapons. We could use that. That sounds great. Well, that seems contradictory. Benign weapons. <laughs> well, that's why they go in the closet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that would be a good idea, and I can, I can, I can take this one, guys. I know I haven't been um, pulling my weight in terms of the the public opinion, and I wish we did not have to, but I know that we do. Um, so, Doctor Morrow or or Des, if you have anything lying around that you think would be um, is significant to Lake Town City history, I I think that's why. Um, Emily was getting the key, hopefully. Otherwise, 
big weapon issues, probably, that are going on that we don't know about. Uh, uh, Dory, I'll look into that. Um, and then, you know, hey, if you talk to the Knight, if you see the Knight of Mirrors, can you just, like, ask them what, what's going on? Cannot get a beat We've on that. We've done that so many times. Cannot get mm. a beat on that person. I'll, I'll fight that person, too. No, again, no, superhero fights is not what we need. Maybe <laughs> like a drag race. <laughs> Embarrass them. Or a closed door meeting. I mean, would it make sense for us to all get together and just talk about what we're doing? That could work. Kind of like a get all, all powered people into a room. If you think that they'd trust you to do it, I mean... A lot of you, it sounds like Emily already tried that with the whole warehouse thing, and you three were wary of me to start with, so getting all the powered people into a room might be a little difficult. I don't know if that specifically is a good idea now that I think about it. Let me let me try talking to Emily, and then I'll, I'll report back, and we'll see if we need to do something else. The Knight of Mirrors, I mean, doesn't seem like a bad person, just sort of shows up and does their own thing, and like, how did they get a motorcycle that cool? It's what I want to know. It's a very cool motorcycle. Agreed. It's a fine motorcycle. I've it's seen pretty cool. cool, Milo. You're a nerd. You should like that Tron shit. <laughs> I can say on good authority, it's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. Yeah, see? Even Des agrees with me, and Des knows exactly what's up with cool science shit. All right, fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Listen, you can really separate the rider and and the ride. Don't think mm. that they're the same. <laughs> More Des, please. <laughs> Dr. Morrow says, January, we don't need a name. We're skipping this one. Yep, nope. We're just moving on. I don't want to be named. I, there was a good note on there, I think, though. Nope. There was not. I think there the might un- have been a good note. The Unthwartable Three. What is that? What? What a good name! No, oh, terrible. That's very hard to say. You have to imagine a five-year-old trying to say it, and no five-year-old is going to be able the to say untwardable. The unthwartable flea. <laughs> See, that's adorable. That's, that's cuter. No, let's terrible. not say that again, Dr. Morrow, please. But I'm unthwartable. No, I don't like it. It's not. It's too much in the <laughs> mouth of it. a babe. I think preserve, we've are, we, we said yes on preserver, unthwartable might be a little bit too much. Fine. But we're never going to have a, a team name, so it's fine. Great. Let's yeah, move on. It's great. I mean, if we're thinking about PR, though, I think January has a point. Thank you. We just need something easy that everyone can refer to all of you about. We'll, we'll, we'll kick it around. Just eventually you might need to sit down and just have like a massive brainstorm. Okay? Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do it. I'll bring the donuts. You bring the coffee. Let's go. All right. Great. Well, I'll put it on the calendar. Is it? Can I do the, the, my thing. Yes, Des time, the best part of these meetings. <laughs> so Des stands up and pulls like readers out of his pocket oh, and puts them on and, and is holding up the yellow pad. Des, man, you really pull that off. Just gotta say. Thanks. I can, uh, my superpower is being pretty fly. Uh, so yeah, it is. it's true. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks everybody. Um, so you know, I've been looking over your reports and everything, and uh, I haven't had the chance to really build something that you have asked me for. So I think that we're finally getting to the point where I understand. Do you? Are there things that you think you need out in the field that can maybe help your persona or your your brand, but also just like functionally? What are things that you think might I can I can get for you? Well, okay, so I'm named after a volcano. So what I'm thinking would make me look more awesome and also be on brand is like being able to punch so hard it flames up. 
Ooh. And I can do fire things, like like Falco Punch, you know? Super yeah. Smash Brothers? Yeah, from Super Smash cool. Brothers. Got it. Yeah, Falcon Punch. Okay. And he writes down Falcon Punch. <laughs> Val Falcon Punch. <laughs> Uh, like if, if we could make something, whether it's just like a visual effect or whatever, but like either like two, like infinitely black items, like circle me and circle me until they collide. And then I disappear. That'd be a cool effect or do the same thing to an enemy, but that would be like a weapon, you know? Oh, okay. Cause my I, name's Kill, Killanova. That's what it's like two black hole, two neutron stars colliding. And it'd sure, be like sure, a really sure. cool, like PR move. Do you think that? Do, does all of the power need to come from the, the things, or do you think that you can, like, get some ghost stuff to, like, keep that going and use that? I as think you can probably get some ghost juice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, all right. please don't oh, say I that hate again. that phrase. Some ghost ectoplasm? You better. Ecto-cooler. Ecto-cooler. Just energy. We know what you're talking about. Okay. okay. If, if we can get it ghost-powered, I might be able to think of something, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I like Val, the brand acknowledgement. I'm trying not to get a rash when I think of that word anymore. Um, I, I would like to be able to assist not from the middle of the fight. Um, and I, I think that in terms of preserving maybe a sort of paralyzing effect, something to help neutralize, whether it's an electrical device or a, a person and to freeze them for a little bit, I feel would help reduce the damage that the enemies can do while giving us a chance to get them into custody. At that point, when you say neutralize, like Des looks up at Dr. Morrow and Dr. Morrow gives like a small nod and Des says, yeah, you know, I think we do have something that can help you with that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Thank All you. right. Cool. Uh, also just like about the, the gum and the buster and the contacts those you, you, I have a bunch of those, and I can give them back to you once you use them. So, like, feel free to, like, do it. They do break down because they're kind of, like, prototypes, but I have a few of them, and as long as I can, like, you give me some time to rummage around in the back, I'll be able to grab them for you. Oh, hell Perfect. yeah. Cool. All right, that's all I have. Thank you. Thanks, Des. Des time is over. Aw. Oh. Aw. Oh, uh, we'll have more Des time. You listen, once you, uh... If once we can go to all of the Astros again, I think that we'll be able to, we can move Des time to a few different places. All right, I get it. I, I, I <laughs> fucked up with the turkeys. I fucked up with the Astros. All right, let's move on. But like if you fix it, it's not about Milo. It's not about f- fucking up. It's about acknowledging our mistakes and making them better. And then or sometimes people then see you in a better light afterwards. You're right. You know, Des, you're really wise. Thanks. Oh, and I found my fuck word. There we go. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> that's the secret word. January then says, all right, so I guess that's the end of the meeting. Does anyone have anything they want to add here at the end? I saw Proton Pack. Dr. Morrow's working on it. Phasers, <laughs> again, also working on it. Specifically on anti, an anti-proton pack. Like, I don't want to get sucked up into a vacuum if that would be if possible. That would be yeah, a great thing. Yeah, that's the real problem. They, they, the, here's the thing. The Ghostbuster stuff is real, but that would ruin Milo. So I, yeah, it's modifying that, that. Yeah. Ghostbusters actually uh, based on a true story. <laughs> what? Were you part of that? Hold on. Were you part of that? Well, like in the all-female one, I was kind of the inspiration for Kate McKinnon there. That makes a oh, lot of sense. Oh, yeah, I see it. I thought it was pretty cool. 
She's much funnier than I am. I can't pull off a lot of those jokes. But, no. you know. It's nah, fine. Is. It's fine. Anyway, so, Aggie, you did have a note here about patrols. Do you think that, can you expand on that? Um. Yeah, it's more like I, I feel like we have arrived after damage was done a lot of the time. And I hesitate to bring this up a little bit because I don't want to live in a, you know, surveillance state. Uh, but is there a way that we could improve our intelligence or do some kind of patrol um, or have a tip line if that wouldn't just be really chaotic? I I would just I'd like to get a jump on these guys from time to time uh, instead of arriving after they've already managed to, you know, destroy a bursar's office and almost blow up a campus. Smart. Maybe we could have like a hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, we can definitely talk about this. I think Eric, the DM here, I think that's a really good idea. Oh, I hey, think this would give you more oh, opportunity. Oh, hi. Oh, hey, what's up? It's been a really good episode. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I it's think, really fun so far. <laughs> I think this would give you all a really good opportunity to change your fame if you are more aware and being able to give the jump on stuff. Um, because, you know, if you're only responding to, like, listening over police waves, for example, like what the Night of Mirrors is doing, you do show up late in that kind of Batman sort of way. So if you do want to be on patrol, you will have more opportunities to save people, and then people might look at you differently. So we can get that going in between the next arc. You can set that up during downtime and then see if that will improve uh, your fame score. So I think that's a good idea. Yeah, cool. cool. I like that idea. Okay, cool. Dr. Morrow stands up and says, okay, so we're at the last one. It's training. It's the reason why I called you all here. Let's go all go out to the back, all right? So Dr. Morrow throws open the glass door and leads you out through her house to her backyard, which, as you might have seen before, looked like it was kind of all forest. And uh, there's like a little worn path where she's kind of walked through uh, and she's cleared uh, out into the forest. And there's like a big rock over to one side and she's like, hey, not a lot of people know this, but that's my thinking rock. Oh, yeah. Huh. No, I, I have one, too. You just sit there and you think and talk to the rock. And, you know, it's a moment of solace in a chaotic world. Yeah. And that's where I work out, like, all of those big math problems that no one's really solved ever before. I got my Nobel Prize sitting on that rock. <laughs> you guys just, like, sit down places and think? Val, yeah. do you not sit down and think? I mean, like, I, I think while I do things. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice not to do things, you know? I don't know what that's like. Okay. <laughs> a great superhero team is uh, is about the diversity in it. Uh, truly. We all come from different places. So she leads you out into the forest, and there's just this little tool shed out there. There's kind of this standing outbuilding. Seems pretty small, no bigger than, like, a New York City apartment, you know? So it's... Four by four. Exactly. It's pretty small. So she opens the door and ushers you all inside. I will step gingerly over the threshold. Amanda, make a dexterity check. No, I'm just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's totally you fine. bastard. Dr. Morrow turns on the lights and it's just uh, these halogen lights from the ceiling. And you're standing in uh, a pretty small room. But this does seem like a viewing station because you're looking out onto two stories of just green screen through a double-sided mirror. What? And it's like, this is like the press box and you're looking down just on this massive sort of like green screened area. You know, like in, in, in the movies when they have the green screen, but there's like green screen on the floor and all of the walls to make sure that like everything is green screen. It's like, th this is a two-story like basketball court sized green screen. Aggie exits and looks around the corner of the building to like square those two things. 
as a British man once took from me back in 1967. Oh, my it's God. It's larger on the inside. <laughs> Good God. You know Doctor Who? Doctor Who is real? Who? Welcome to the fun room where we have fun and we train. I wanted there to be a positive association here. Oh, boy. Yeah, it seems not suspicious at all when you call it the fun room. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we, do we want another name? <laughs> I thought fun was fun. No, it's good. Let's let's keep going. Yeah, do you not find honing it. your skills to a sharp point to use in dangerous situations not fun? I find that fun. Oh, no, that is actually my yeah. definition of fun. No, it's, so. it's pretty fun. I like getting yeah. good at things. Let's see, listen, I thought it was fun. Uh, so I like I, video games. See, it's similar, but it's like you're in the video game. Oh, the VR experience. <laughs> so you see there's like a control panel inside of the double-sided window. She's like, well, I, I built this thing kind of in my spare time because I felt like there were you needed more opportunities, I guess, as we were talking about, to solve problems uh, in the what kind of looks to other people in the best way possible. Uh, I know that we're not as organized as Emily Slaughter is, and we're not as cool and mysterious as the Night of Mirrors is, but I think that we can all kind of work together, and I want to use my brain power to help you out here. So uh, we could take a. I would love it if you you three took a, a run at the fun room. Uh, it's our inaugural voyage, and we can kind of start to train. Can, can we call it the gym, maybe? The fun gym. The gym zone. <laughs> I like the gym zone, actually. I'm kind okay. of about that. Oh, Lordy. I like the gym zone. It makes it sound like it's one of those like soft obstacle courses you did when you were four. Yeah, like the little gym or whatever the fuck. The, Why the kids they have that for adults? I would go there every day. I can program. <laughs> I can make sure to program a ball pit into whatever Ooh, we're doing. No problem. Thank you. That. Uh, okay, let me just... Uh, she goes over to a computer that's inset in there and types something in really quickly and says, all right, I'll make sure to put in the ball pit. So... I think you run the inaugural voyage. Uh, I think we should give this a shot. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wouldn't that be fun? All right. Uh, So there's a door over to the right side of this room. And then you see there's a rope ladder that leads you down into like the green screened area. Oh, it's underground. I should have thought that. Do you have permits for this many underground dwellings? They're very close to each other. She's the mayor. She can make permits for whatever she wants. True. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Thank you, Val. And Aggie Uh, jumps down. Uh, Milo looks a little bit disappointed that it's not a Doctor Who thing. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Morrow uh, says, all right, so uh, I don't want you to do this alone. uh, And don't worry, I'll be able to talk to you. So she closes the door and she turns on like a microphone. She's like, don't worry, I can give you clues here uh, just in case you need anything. And I'll I'll be sure to monitor all of this stuff. Um, But I did want you to have kind of uh, someone else to help you here. So she hits a few buttons. And it goes click, and you hear like a qu- a whirring sound. And in front of you, just like kind of in in the green screen area, is a regular looking guy in front of you who has very shaggy hair, is wearing basketball shorts and like a nondescript T-shirt that says "Go Team." It's like I don't know if any of you have played a sports game, but there's kind of just like a nondescript like team uniform you have. Yeah, yeah. I envisioned Robin Williams and Mork and Mindy. Like really okay. like chunky hair and just kind of a goober looking guy, but also like a li- looks a little bit out of place. This person waves to you and says, hi, I'm Clippy. It sounds like you're trying to solve some puzzles <laughs> in oh, the fun no. zone. Oh, Jesus. Would you like help with that? And Dr. Morrow comes over the microphone and says, all right, well, Clippy can help you if you get in any. Just tell Clippy what to do. And they, they don't have any kind of like directives of their own. So if you tell Clippy what to do, they can help you out with it. They're not real, okay. right? This is not a real person? 
No, I'm Clippy. Okay. I'm just your assistant. Okay. Hey, Clippy, what up? Not much. Happy to do stuff. Great. Dr. Morrow says, All right, are you ready for your first situation? Let's do yeah, it. Let's go. So you hear some typing and then like slamming of a big button. And the green screen starts to change. It's being rendered into rock and it's starting to get really hot. You didn't know how that the green screen would be able to do temperature too. But of course, Dr. Morrow is able to render it. The ground under you is cragged and cracked, and there seems to be rivulets of some red and orange liquid, but it's hot, and you realize this is lava. And as you look around and the sky gets gray, you are on the side of a volcano. You also see to your left, there is a, a small ball pit <laughs> that is now just like in like a, a child's above ground pool, like rubber pool. It, there's now like one to the side of, of the <laughs> volcano. <laughs> And uh, Dr. Morrow comes over the microphone phone and says, All right, go. And right in front of you in the rock, the lava seems to be making shapes and letters into the floor. And the lava spells out, Find the three colored orbs. And the floor is lava. Seriously, it's lava. <laughs> 